Hello, it's Andrew from the EG Way here with a quick reminder that this Design Sprint podcast was recorded before the coronavirus hit the UK and before the lockdown came into effect. So don't worry, we are still keeping safe and socially distancing. We're not all in the studio together having a laugh like we were for this one, which we recorded in March. Okay, that's enough from me. Let's get on with the podcast. Hello and welcome back to the EG Way. Welcome as well to all our new listeners. Uh, We've been looking at the stats and we're glad to say that every week we've got more people tuning in to the podcast. So um, uh, yeah, hi, welcome. With us this week we have a legend of Chief Operations Officer-ness. No too much. (laughs) I'm always uncomfortable with anything like that. It's just just Alan's fine. (laughs) With us, Global Operations Director, Alan Jackson. That's fair. Yeah, hello. And also joining us again, uh, an EG Way regular now, is business analyst, uh, Robin Birkby. Hi. And also with us, we have business development manager, Martin Dumble. Afternoon or morning or evening. And Hello. Hey, you are also a veteran of the EG Way now. I think this is your fourth one, is it? Fourth? Yeah, I think something like that. Okay, that's good. That's good. So we've got we've got a smaller team here today um, because we are talking about a really exciting topic uh, for me, which is design sprints. I say exciting, but what I, I really mean is nervous because when I first heard it, I thought there might actually be a chance of me having to do some physical exercise. And that got me kind of scared. And clearly wasn't funny. <laughs> Okay. No, I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> I just figured you had canned laughter somewhere. You push it back. Whoa, can we add some canned laughter? This week we are talking about design sprints. Now, if you listen to the Agile podcasts uh, over the last sort of month or so, you'll be familiar with the concepts of sprints in a development environment. But today we are talking about the way that sprints have changed the design process. Um, so today we're going to be talking about design thinking. We're going to be talking about systems thinking. And another word we're going to be talking about, which is ideation, um, which is very exciting because I didn't I didn't know what that was. Um, no one, no, it's not just me then. <laughs> Because I thought, oh, yeah, I'm ideating something right now. I'm ideating a coffee. Yeah. It's like curating. It's one of those words, isn't it? Ideation. It's like curation. Uh, people say it, so you drop it into the conversation. Brainstorming. Brainstorming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, well, there's a good place for us to start. Robin, um, tell us about. Ideation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There we are. We're just we're we're just ripping away the facade here of being a smooth. Should running. we start again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're talking about design sprints, but there are different kinds of design sprint. I, I think it's yeah. There's different kinds of it in in terms of you being able to use it for a number of different purposes. I think if you you read the very good book that Google published or Google Ventures published called Sprint um, about it, the the examples in that book are around. Um, businesses or projects that have got to a certain point where they're not quite achieving their goals and they can't they can't sort of work out why and then they use the sprint process to help them tweak what they're doing or change what they're doing in order to to achieve those goals and they they use it because it's it's five days long and it's um, and it get, takes you from having 
a problem through to um, a solution which you test on your user target user group in just um, five days. So it, it provides a lot of flexibility, and you know you can use it to sort of um, resolve some of those sticky problems to get a project started as well, um, or you can use it partway through a delivery cycle where you've got stuck or you're in a product development cycle and you've got stuck and um, you need a, a you need a quick resolution. Um, but the re the real value in the, in the process is that speedy delivery and the fact that you're testing on real people by the end of the uh, the end of the five day period so robin i'm gonna open this one up here because as a business analyst presumably you often uh meet clients who aren't hitting their success criteria and so is the design sprint a really useful tool for the sort of business analysis approach yeah, well, it, it makes people, or almost forces people to make a decision. Um, so if there's unknowns or, or that people are unsure about where to go or they need to validate what their ideas are, then it's a way of quickly making decisions and quickly getting something out there so that you can validate those assumptions that you may be making. So generally, I, I find it useful if there's, if there's unknowns and you're just trying to answer what those unknowns are with relatively low risk. Because we've all been involved in those projects where it's like a never-ending discussion and people keep coming up with plans and then adding new stuff in. They don't sort of gate the process. Yeah, and I mean, the, the problem gets bigger and bigger as, it, as you get more complex and more things, that more assumptions that you're making. Assumptions built on assumptions built on assumptions. It, it's it's not conducive to actually getting solutions and answers. Whereas if you if you create a prototype and you test out that prototype, and then you can quickly get to know whether you're on the right track or whether you need to change tack. That's prototyping, but I mean, Martin. Um, one of the things that strikes me is that there there are different kinds of sprint. There must be different kinds of sprints, I guess, that apply if you're an established team or let's say you're a startup and you know you you're sitting around the table you're bootstrapping do you uh, go through a different process is is that what they call an inception workshop yeah there are definitely two two approaches there so actually i think the sprint process itself works whether you're a small startup looking for your initial piece of investment all the way through to one you know the biggest companies in the world i think they they provide their value the difference in the in, in an inception workshop is um where you're more certain about the outcome that you're trying to get to so you may know what application you're working with what um you know it might be a change to an existing application you may have already chosen a vendor to provide it but actually what you need to understand is more of the risks more of the actual plan of delivery as opposed to the overall idea and the sprint gives you that overall idea as opposed to the specific plan so there's there, there are two things going on here because there's the sprint where you go from you know sort of idea to prototype and, and testing which feels like a very agile process. But there's also this idea that you can use sprint techniques to check if you've got all the right stakeholders engaged in the project or is there something that you, you, you know, a risk that you haven't understood properly? Yeah, I think this is kind of the, the crossover where it, it's easy to get the, the sprint, the Google sprint uh, as it was intended and um, it, what Martin's referred to as the inception workshop um, kind of mixed up. We've used inception workshops in the past to accelerate the process into a project. So if you've got a project you want to get going, 
Um, but you know, maybe there isn't consensus in your organisation about the goals of the project, the um, stakeholder community, the risks, the budget, the timeline, these kind of things. These are all start things that people spend many, many months thinking about and mulling over and trying to get documents signed off stating um, ahead of a project starting. So an inception workshop tries to um, compress that process. So it, it tries to put all the key people in a room for um, two days and you just go through from the top you know what are we all trying to do and and, and then write down to exactly you know r- well, exactly how, roughly how much time and how much cost is involved so you could you know i guess you could mothball the thing at the end of two days because you might look at it and go flip an egg we didn't you know this is this is going to be too much or you just think great we've got we've got the um the start we need to run on um but it 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 it's similar to the Google Sprint in that it doesn't requ- it, it looks for consensus but not agreement if you know what I mean so um, with an inception workshop you're looking for everybody to have the same understanding of what the goal is the same understanding of what the, the, the risks are they don't all necessarily have to agree but everybody understands and um, the sp- and and then you can move forward from that point when everyone's arguing about what things are and why then um, you can't go anywhere really so the inception workshop gets you over that hurdle of a project and gets you flying down the road and into your um, project life cycle much more quickly um, and probably through budget committees and everything else a lot more quickly Um, because this must all really at the end of the day come down to this sort of the old adage that no one wants to spend a million dollars to find out their idea doesn't work yeah and that's a big part of that design sprint you know, because the design sprint is again, it's not about everybody agreeing and everybody standing around brainstorming and coming up with an idea which they all think is great. It's about getting to an idea and everybody understanding why you got there. And the sprint is very much not a democratic process. It is not, uh, there's lots of parts of the sprint where you vote on ideas and you say which one you prefer as a group, but there's always one person in the room who just says, that we're doing this and that can be completely against the um the will of the group um but it is a key element to moving the process forward i think that the the key difference would be that the the sprint is to try and validate an idea and test out an idea so you test it on a user base so you've got this end prototype where you can say look this is where we're going this is our idea what do you think of it do we need to change it whereas the inception workshop is much more around we've got this idea we know we're we're pretty convinced that we want to do it how are we going to do it so they're two two different things it's creating an idea and testing that idea versus creating potentially a project plan and implementing that project to elaborate that point a bit more i think if you think of if you were to use both of the tools in terms of a sprint and an inception workshop you would have an inception workshop for a uh, second to a sprint you wouldn't run an inception workshop before a sprint because you might not necessarily know what you're doing i don't i don't necessarily agree with that actually because the problem or the thing that stalls you and the thing that you're having trouble deciding on the direction of can happen at any point you could get to it halfway through an inception workshop where somebody's saying we should build make a brochure the other person's saying we should do a website and you say well we're never going to agree. We need to work out which one's going to work. And the only people that can tell us are the consumers of said brochure or said website. So you might stop at that point, run a sprint, take some mock-ups, prototypes, put it in front of users, then resume the inception workshop with a better idea of your, your solution. And it, it, equally during a project, you might you might get halfway through and, and come to the same sort of decision point where 
you're, you're sort of doing user acceptance testing, say, and nobody's using the site in the way you want them to. And they're not moving through the registration process. They're giving up too easily. They're, they're not signing up, you know, and you, you, you're, you know, doing this sort of beta test or user acceptance test. And you might think, I've no idea why. So then you go back and use a design sprint to put out alternative concepts, um, solve the problem in a, in a few different ways and test it on the users very specifically to get past a get past a problem. So I think, you know, I think it's it's very flexible. It, it's just there for that purpose. And in, in a normal agile project, we have a concept of a spike. So if there's anything that's particularly unknown um, or say that the technology we're not sure about, for example, um, then we will run a spike to try and prove out a, a theory or see if we can do something. And there's no reason why we couldn't use a design sprint as a spike if it's to do with the way the users are interacting with a system that we're currently building. Okay, so, so here's the thing. Obviously, this is quite new territory. I mean, certainly new territory for me. We've got design sprints, we've got inception workshops, we've got new ways of working to try and save time and budget and actually improve the quality of the output of uh, development, product development processes, um, which, is, which is good. I think we've got that bit down. What I want to know now is, okay... What happens in these five days? What's the? How is this structured? Is it something that's kind of free form and jazz, or just involves lots of sticky notes, or is there is there more to it than that? It does involve a lot of sticky notes um, and a lot of coloured dots, um, but it is very very structured. It it requires a, a facilitator to sit there effectively with a stopwatch and um, time each task, and there's specific goals to come out of each part of the process. It, the Inception Workshop shares that concept as well. So just- to be clear, there's actually a stopwatch involved. There is actually a stopwatch, yeah. You sit there, with, as a facilitator, you sit with your phone and people at specific parts of the process have as specific as eight minutes to complete a task, um, 12 minutes to complete a task. And that facilitator is absolutely key that they have that skill set and strength to you know, make sure that the process is being followed, the time is being followed, and they keep people and the participants on track in terms of the discussion. They don't get sidetracked by... Um, you know topics and one of the things that seems to be uh, happen quite frequently is that the people who are participating and I'll, I'll include myself in this at times um, have wanted to skip a couple of, a couple of steps no we know this already why why do we need to do this um, but the facilitator has to be quite strong and say no, no no we need to do this we need to go through every single step what happens on day one of my sprint so what happens on day one of a sprint so the first thing you're going to try and do is understand the environment of the problem so you're going to try and understand um, who are the people involved um, you know what, what do they need and what's their world what does their world look like and you sort of put all this down you also do things like um, you also do things like ask the expert which is where you get people to come in who have expertise in the domain expertise in other areas of your business and you can ask them questions about the problem and you ask them questions about their view on the uh, on the environment of the problem as well and so you're just really gathering information at that point and you're starting to put this sort of storyboard walkthrough together of the user's journey through your problem so if it was say we spoke earlier about someone going through the process of registering for something and maybe you've got lots of users dropping out of the registration process not completing it you're trying to work out what's going wrong it's probably a simple example but an example nonetheless you would start to draw you know maybe the times where they have to leave the site come back to it to get information and then you know how they're doing it when they're doing it on their phone what time of day are they doing it what sort of if they're a doctor or something are they running between 
places and you're trying to understand how the people use the system and the uh, the challenges they face and you're just trying to gather information on day one day two is when you start putting together ideas so you start drawing um sort of sketches you know they like they love the term sketching in in uh, design sprints and sketching is a really useful tool because it it you don't have to be an artist you know anyone could sketch you know you can go scribble down a few stick men talking to each other in a box over their head with a light bulb or something like this everyone can do this so you use um sort of very basic sketching techniques to then start to formulate the kind of ideas um that that people might have um and this is where you start making decisions so when you're sketching on day two you're starting to um have uh, voting rounds where you use colored dots and you have a number of colored dots and you go and put them on and this is where it's also the time when the um one of the key one of the key people in the sprint um comes to the fore because you have the decider in the sprint so okay, this is so the person just say so the decider is the person with the most to most at stake essentially so it's usually the person who um has to go and sell the thing or has the budget or is being held accountable for the success of whatever you're doing that person starts to come to the fore because for the first time i believe uh, in the in the sprint uh, process they will be asked to make a decision and they'll be asked to do it unilaterally <laughs> it's not a democracy now this is one of those areas presumably where i mean we've all been in one of those terrible meetings in one of those large corporations that seems to be a never-ending sequence of meetings where people aren't deciding. So this is like a response to a, an acknowledged problem. The question I want to ask, though, is, is this the point? Because there's always this um, statistic that gets bandied around that only about a third of the features that you plan into a product ever get used. Um, so is this the point where actually you start cutting out the two-thirds of stuff that you'll never need? Is that, is that what we're talking about? Um, I I don't know. I don't think so. This is kind of like, I mean, this is closer to kind of brainstorming than anything at this point. Everyone's got an opinion. We're all writing them down as fast as we possibly can. We're going to look at some of those initial ideas and vote on them, put them onto the, the user's journey that we've we've drawn up on the board. And then you actually get homework at the end of day two, um, which is joyous. Everyone loves a bit of homework. But you're supposed to go away and and have a think about websites or um, other similar products, solutions to the product that you've used before that you really like. And they can be, that can be, if say it was a registration process, you could say, I really love the sign-up process for my bank, which no one's ever said, but someone might. Um, or you might just say, I really love this type of drop-down box. You know, it's cool because it does this, or I like this map interface. It's and everyone goes away and tries to find the things that they um, that, that they like and they think might be relevant to the process and that so you're very much in the just kind of spitballing getting ideas and things like this but you're starting to get into the habit as well at the, the early stage of making decisions and getting the group used to not having their opinion completely considered <laughs> you know the the decider is then being encouraged by the facilitator to start playing that key role and I think it's also worth mentioning that um, whilst it's, it's quite collaborative, you actually go away and work individually, then you'll come back together, put all your ideas together, vote on it or uh, to, to show your preferences, and then the decider will decide. Then if anything's decided to be dropped, people have to drop it and move on with what's decided. You go away, you separate again, come up with all of your ideas, come back together and you move on to the next decision. So Wednesday morning... Okay, so this is day three now. Day We're on three. day three. So, we've, you know, we've gathered our understanding day one. We've 
put out a ton of ideas and, and things on day two. We've gone off, done our homework. The first thing you do on um, day three is to come back and do something called lightning demos. So everybody gets this stopwatch-driven stuff. Everyone gets, I think it's five minutes. It's not long, is it? So you get like a few minutes each to go through and show the group the best bits of your of, of what you've seen and what you've experienced and show them your favourite things. And this starts again to get people thinking creatively about their ideas. And then you're also, um, there's a gallery put up around the walls as well, which is um, everybody's ideas and you're going around and you're looking at those ideas in that context and voting on those kind of things. And at the point at the end of, sort of as part of day three in the beginning, you're then going to narrow it down. That's when you start to narrow it down, and the decider's narrowing it down, and then you um, then take those concepts and you rehash them using a uh, a method called um, Crazy Eights, I believe, which is about folding a piece of paper into eight sections and reworking each part, each idea, eight different times. You know, you just try and go through and um, rehash the ideas. Okay, now listen. So for for the for the people listening at home, there's quite a lot to take on board. Crazy Eights. Um, uh, so can you just take me through that in a little bit more depth? Uh, it's basically where you, you take a piece of paper, you fold it up into eight eight sections. Uh, you start with an idea, so maybe you are drawing up a form, a registration form, for example. Um, you, you draw up a basic registration form. I think you get something like a minute per square. Um, so once that minute is up, you have to move on to the next square, and you have to make a change of some sort to that form. I mean, you could completely redo it and have a completely different idea if you want, but the idea is that over those eight squares, you're, you're your idea is maturing, you're, you're refining what you're drawing on so that when you start designing these pieces of system for the prototype the next day, you've got some fundamental ideas that will be built and what it, what it would look like. And, and you've obviously you've, you've tested those ideas out in your head, you've, you've actually thought them through. Yeah. So and th- th- this is a way of trying to eliminate assumptions, right, from the process. You're just not assuming stuff without testing your assumptions first. And clearly getting across to the rest of the team exactly what you're picturing. So um, if everybody's doing it separately and then you stick it on the wall and you've got this, this picture of, of exactly what's in your head. I mean, you, you can use words and describe, but generally a picture is, is worth a thousand words. So everybody's got this picture of exactly what they want it to look like, and then you can come together and decide what bits of each person's design that you like. And the, yeah, the crazy eight sort of forces you to think and rethink. I mean, in all honesty, in the times that we've run it, you very rarely get away from the original idea through the crazy eights, but it just forces people to have another think and they might only tweak one element of it but at least they wouldn't have done that without the exercise so it's seen as sort of eight minutes well spent really you know why not why not just kick it around eight more times and see um and what you come out with at the end of that going into wednesday afternoon is the the is the ability to build a storyboard so you've got your basic map that you sort of started with at the start which is sort of more user journey focused and then the storyboard becomes uh, more product focused so as you see um you know dreamworks and pixar and these guys doing when they start making a film or a scene for a film they literally sketch tiles and they stick them on and they sketch the next one and they stick them on so that's what you're going to do next and you start with the storyboard from the point the user starts interacting so if it were an app for instance you would the first tile on your storyboard might be uh, there's google search results it might be the um the front page of the uh, play store or the iStore, you know itunes whatever it would be um and you put that there so that you understand 
how the user comes to start the journey and you might it might trigger ideas to tailor the the sort of storefront presentation to to lead them into what they what comes next we're on day three of the design sprint it's wednesday afternoon i'm gonna say uh, we, we've got to stop it and this is going to roll over and so our next EG Way begins on Thursday morning. We're pausing our sprint, we're going to be back in the next episode. I would like to say a big thank you to Business Development Manager Martin Dumble. Thank you. And to Senior Business Analyst Robin Birkby. Thank you. And of course, as always, to the voice of reason, the Senior Vice President of Global Operations, Mr Alan Jackson. Uh, thank you. That's all the time we've got this week, but do find us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at EG Limited and find us online at EG.com. We're out there. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And if you want to talk about sprints, uh, do raise them with us. Okay, that's all for this week. Join us on the next EG Way. We're starting. It's going to be Thursday morning, day four of our Design Sprint Special. See you then. Mm-hmm.